0: Welcome to The Drift, your resource on all things business strategy, entrepreneurship, and leadership. I'm your host, Eloisa, and today's guest is Chief Operating Officer at Studio 3, Laura Sieplink. Laura began her career in fitness working as a graduate assistant at Eastern Illinois University, where she helped lead the adult fitness program and human performance labs for both students and members. After completing her master's degree in exercise physiology, she transitioned to eventually become the VP of operations at Lifestart, a corporate wellness and fitness company that specializes in design, management, and continued engagement of corporate fitness facilities. Now, Laura has moved her expertise to Studio 3, a luxury boutique fitness studio with Interval, Cycle, and yoga studios under one roof, where she works closely with a team to enhance the customer experience and day-to-day operations, in addition to preparing the company for national expansion. I'm so excited to have you guys hear her story. So without further ado, welcome, Laura. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, of course, I kind of did a really big background <laughs> there, but I'm sure that I was only only covering about 5 to 10% of it. So, let's get started with, can you share with us a little background on yourself and how you got to where you are today?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I wasn't I think people have an assumption of anybody that's made fitness part of their lifelong career that you're probably a high school athlete or, you know, you probably were into sports or something like that along the way. And I wasn't, um, ever, uh, I actually got into fitness through a doctor recommendation. I was having just a short story of it, some joint issues and, um, still don't know what caused it, but I'm thankful for those days because basically the doctor just told me, you need to start moving and exercising, uh, and I took that prescription to heart. And here I am 20 years later still living fitness every day. Um, I uh, really started with running and then moved that into the gym. And, yeah, from, well, as you said, I went to get my bachelor's in exercise science. I really wanted to be a personal trainer, which I did throughout my years as well. Um, and anything to make people a happier version of themselves uh, is just something that I fell in love with, with fitness in general.
0: That's amazing. And thank you so much for sharing that too, because you're touching on something incredibly important in the fitness industry. Because you're right. A lot of the times we actually do have this like preconceived notion that the reason why people are in the fitness industry is because they had some sort of athletic background. Um, But I think the kind of like broader, greater opportunity right now, and I'm sure that you've seen like the statistic that Only 20% of Americans are affiliated with the gym at the moment. And my goodness, that 20% was something that I heard back in 2018. So I can't even imagine where it's at right now in a quote-unquote post-slash-still-in-slash-post-pandemic world. Um, But I think that's fascinating, too, because... When we think about hopefully, we, hopefully you kind of share this mindset too of like where the fitness industry is going to be hopefully going, it's going to be unlocking the sense of like access and kind of inclusion to those that have never been in the fitness or sports world. Is thats is that all right to assume? Totally. You
1: know, it's, I I think the fitness space in general, even walking into a new routine, whether that's at home or in a place like Studio 3 it's a very intimidating um, first step and our job as fitness professionals is to really capture that first moment and make it as welcoming and inviting as possible to hopefully shed that, Oh my gosh, I'm not, I'm not fit enough to take this yoga class. I can't, I'm not going to make it through the cycle class. What if I don't know how to clip in, you know, all these fears that circulate through somebody's mind. Um, And, you know, the end result, hopefully, is that they start to build a whole new community within a new, really healthier hobby as well um, that be- just becomes general lifestyle from there.
0: And you have experienced it across several angles spectrums too, because you worked with big box and then corporate wellness, corporate fitness, and now going to the boutique fitness space. So thinking about, you know, the words that you're touching on right now that I love about boutique fitness, right? The community, this, the closeness, the intimacy of those smaller group settings. And what appeals you to them the most about boutique fitness?
1: Yeah, I think you nail it right there is that sense of community. Some of the bigger box gyms, I think the struggle is sometimes you feel like you might just be one person walking in and you're, and you're doing your own thing. You're, you might go into the treadmill and that's also the beauty of those spaces is that there's a lot of options in a boutique fitness space. You're really building that experience in a 45, 60 minute period where you're unified as one, you're going through a class together, you go in it together, you come out of it together. Um, You really get to know a lot of the similar faces, who, again, are coming for the same thing. So you have similar um, goals, you have similar likes already. uh, So it builds lasting friendships, um, as well as just, again, holding that accountability that you are going to see familiar faces every day. And you can really feel seen by that great fitness coach that's leading your class. And they're really with you every step of the way, literally from the time you walk in to the time you walk out uh, of your of your journey that day, wherever you may be.
0: So Mm, yeah, you're exactly right. The accountability piece is one of the biggest parts, which I think then could create like the byproduct of having a community. And I think the boutique fitness space has certainly made such tremendous involvements and improvements over the past several years. So thinking along the lines of perhaps like where you're seeing it heading, any upcoming trends, like where do you see it going into the future? You know, I think
1: what's really exciting in the boutique um, space is that you see so many unique versions and and concepts that are popping up all the time. Um, And that's that's one of the true things that I think is very exciting. You know, Studio 3 offers the interval cycle and um, yoga under one roof, um, and which is three of the most popular modalities, but there's so much more beyond that. So for a consumer, there's so many choices of, of things to try and do. And I think, you know, that's super important of uh, being a boutique fitness operator is that there's a lot of attraction to the space and a lot of excitement. Always. There's always something new. And of course, there's new technology. So there's, you know, better apps that are associated with brick and mortar studios. Um, there's reward programs, you know, example that we're working on as we speak that helps that drive that engagement. So you'll see a lot of that. But I think truly what continues to excite me day after day is is seeing those new concepts and, and having each other pushed to be the best versions of ourselves, um, while, again, still having the same goals of bringing a healthy environment to um, whatever space they're in.
0: Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And I love that you're touching upon too, just how there it, there's a lot of noise in the fitness world, but that's there's also that exciting part about it too. So I'm curious in your perspective, just cause like I always like to be struggling with it too. Of like how, how do I solve this puzzle? Um, there's a balance and I think there's a balancing approach between creating that that really tight-knit community but then also accommodating for like different modalities, different types of experiences that members want. Like how do you, I don't even know if I'm asking that question right, but like how do you find that right balance?
1: Oh, you know, yeah, no, you totally are. It's, as we touched on just a little bit in the beginning is somebody walking into the space could have been there. Could be their thousandth visit, could be their first. Um, many different goals. Some are just in there to, if it's mental wellness, if it's physical wellness, if it's working through an injury like I did in the past. Um, so, really, I think that comes down to, and this is one of the core values of Studio Three, one of many, is that building a welcoming and inclusive environment. And that can mean so many different things, which the having the people at the front desk uh, give you the knowledge of, where to go, what to expect, and then the pass-off into where the magic happens inside the studios, our coaches and those instructors are leading the classes being very knowledgeable in several modifications and encouraging throughout those modifications. Because, um, again, to anything to do to break down the intimidation of what can be conceived as fitness. And, and if you are in there the thousandth time and um, – you know, you're one of the, the strongest, fastest in the room, great, you'll get coached to that. If it's your first day walking in and you're like, I don't even know uh, what a downward dog is, great, we'll coach to you too. So there's all all sorts all the time, and I think that's actually what um, makes the community that much more, um, I don't want to say tight-knit, but more uh open to welcoming because you can introduce those people together. And again, they're both there for the same reason. They're both there to take that, that yoga class or that cycle class. Um, So to cheer each other on throughout, which is highly motivating. And I think that's a lot um, better to do on, to do with a group than on your own, you know, and it helps, it helps when you have a community of people.
0: Yeah, that definitely makes sense. That kind of connected experience really is the one that makes it a break it. And, When we're thinking about scale, my goodness, I definitely want to touch on that, especially with your experience and not only experience, but like where you're headed too with Studio 3, maintaining that type of infrastructure as far as like the experience is concerned and like maintaining the integrity of the community is so incredibly important. So on the topic of more of like growth and scaling an organization, how do you think about creating these more of like scalable playbooks across the entire company?
1: Oh yes, uh, great question. You know, well, part of it is really leaning on the team and the leaders that you have in place in their experiences to bring a melting pot together of what have we learned along the way in our in our, all careers, no matter where you're at in it, um, to to put together the best playbook. And I always say this is the this is the manual right now. <laughs> it 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 is ever changing to fit the times. Uh, Fit where the business is growing to and, and evolving to, which you know, hopefully um, that's not every day, but hopefully it's enough that um, you get the consistency of the brand, but also that you, you know that you're pushing things forward and um, not getting settled into the same kind of day-to-day routine. So, yeah, I would say really relying on our on team leaders, um, and then and then running through it with the people that do it on the day-to-day. So when you first start hiring that person day one, um, I think that follow-up is so important to learn, okay, we're 30 days in, you know, uh, what is Studio 3 to you? And how did your training go? Um, How do you, how have classes been? How was that received? And, And start to hear from your own employees and team members on, who just went through these playbooks of sorts uh, to hear that consistency and that, that we're coming out with a similar message, you know? Um, so that's that's something that, you know, we had a, a 2019 playbook. Now we have a, you know, kind of skipped through some years there, we have a 2022 playbook. And since Studio 3 currently is in Chicago, we have three locations here. Our first step to go national as a company is so exciting. Um, And Austin is our first one coming up, is really taking those steps as Studio 3 to become national. And what does that mean to us? Because keeping the integrity of the brand is incredibly important. But it's also important to us that we take in the community and culture of every space that we're in. Uh, So that's also factors that go into that. And you'll actually see that even in Chicago. uh, It's not a cookie-cutter space. We fit the vibe of the neighborhood. You still walk in and get that Studio 3 feeling and, um, you know, the brand, I guess, is it, which is super important, but you also get a taste of the neighborhood, and it, and it fits the the crowd that's coming in, because we know a few, a, a matter of a mile can make a very big difference on the architecture or the type of member that you might see, uh, so,
0: yeah. It's funny, and let me know if this is a awful analogy, but I'm reflecting back on what you're saying, and I actually... <laughs> You're going to laugh. It's, I actually am thinking about it almost as like a training program, right? Because like the trainers, the coaches, instructors, whatever the, the appropriate nomenclature is, they have designed a set workout for that day. However, if a member comes in and they request a different modality or a different modification, you, of course, are flexing certain parts of that program based off of the needs of the member. So I think... <laughs> This, this is how my brain is working you can let me know if it's completely off but I'm like so you have the playbook for scaling like a business right you have the playbook for what sort of furniture fixtures and equipment and what the design looks like but in architecturally speaking you've got a blueprint but however you also have to be able to adapt to the modification you have to modify the playbook based off of the market is that right
1: <laughs> totally yes without using losing your identity absolutely yes and it's yeah it's it's the Studio Three branded cycle class. It's the branded interval class, yoga class, etc. But yeah, that instructor adds a little spice to it, as does the neighborhood. Adds those special ingredients that make it Studio Three Lincoln Park versus Studio Three Austin. And it, and of course, we have many talented teams along the way that help, even with design elements. You know, um, Gensler's, who we work with, the architecture, and they're so in tune with. Um, the raw materials to bring out in Austin and make the spaces come to life, which is a really important uh, aspect of Studio 3 is, is the spaces uh, and not just, not just the classes, um, not just the people, but how you feel with, as soon as you walk in, just from an environment standpoint.
0: So mm, completely agree. So now that I'm now I'm even more curious because I wanna be able to decouple that between like the people and the experience. And this may be a little juicy, but I am it's a question that I personally get constantly, especially as organizations scale. And it's gonna be on the topic of founder relationships and then also growing the leadership team. How do you think about and also honestly, what have you seen to be the most successful? in maintaining more of this really balanced approach and relationship between a founding and original team members, and then also newer team members or employees that come into the organization as the company evolves.
1: It is such a good question, and I think anybody who has grown um, into management uh, at different levels and has seen a company through growth has will definitely if they don't admit to making mistakes along the way they I guarantee they're lying um because I think that's how you best <laughs> learn, and that one is is key, and I think that I think it really boils down to communication um, if the employees moving along, yes, studio three as location one. Is different than with two locations, three locations, 20 locations. It is going to grow in different systems in place, but keeping the integrity of why we first opened the studio on day one is where that common connection can really come into play. And if everybody feels included in that growth through that communication of these are our goals, this is what this is where we're. Heading to these are the exciting advancements and why the whys behind it. Um, you know, example, we have added uh, quite a bit to our corporate team, and with that is okay. Now maybe there's a little bit of a of a space between what is the marketing team working on, and you can sometimes forget to be like, hey, we have a million initiatives happening behind the scenes that might not be seen on a day to day. Um, And I think bringing that forward helps keep all of the team members, even from their first day in to six years in, feeling energized and excited. Um, And sometimes as you grow, it can be easy to get locked into that kind of just growth mode and and you're thinking 20 steps ahead, um, you know, you are race into that next location and it can be sometimes easy to forget about the team that's right in front of you, you. know. And that was definitely something I've learned along the way in my career is communication, 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 and try to over communicate as much as you can um, just to keep everybody on the same page.
0: That certainly makes sense. And I think that might even answer my second question for you. It's going to be along the side of the, the experience. And you actually touched upon it too. As, can, as companies scale, one of the biggest questions that also comes up is, you know, how can we maintain the integrity, the foundation that the company was built on? And it really comes back to the mission, vision, and values. Mm-hmm. So how do you think about that?
1: Yeah. You know, that's so important to any company, um, especially Studio 3. And I, you know, I'm I, our company is based on community, and as I said before, that welcoming, inclusive environment. And when we go through our growth stages or open a new community it's, or a new location, to us, community means a lot more than the people that come to the studio. You know, it's connecting on that local um, level, and in some cases on a national level, whether that's partnering with charities, whether that's, you know, where can we be a benefit to that community beyond just interval cycle and yoga and be that, um, escape, if you will, from, you know, the day to day in some cases in a place that, um, people really look forward to coming to. And I, that then backs into, um, the bones of it, which is training, um, you know, from hiring and when you're onboarding somebody, getting those core values um, through day one, first phone call, first interview. This is what we are. These are our qualities. And, and making sure you're building your team based on those qualities um, instead of maybe other more tangible reasons, you know, um, and, and really making sure that systems are in place that help build the foundation to be able to 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 stand up to those qualities and and keep that consistency across the board so
0: Mm, that certainly makes sense and i think it's incredibly helpful especially considering the fact that there is scale and growth in in line for studio three so on that note of course national expansion going to austin any other exciting things coming up that we can expect from yourself in studio three
1: Yes, we got Miami right after that. So Miami's opening in uh, 2023 uh, and could not be more excited. And that's not the end. So hopefully Studio 3 will be popping up in all the cities near any of the listeners. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're just really excited for this next phase of the of growth and uh, get more people into our doors and see, see what
0: we're all about. Amazing. Well, I'm personally excited. If whenever you guys come down to LA, I will certainly be there because those three modalities are certainly my favorite modalities of fitness to engage in, anyways. Well, final question for you. If you could give advice to a young woman that is designed to be a future entrepreneur or executive, what would you share with them? Yeah,
1: you know, my advice, I thought on this one a lot, and I I I would say really Working on networking and, and getting to know people in the careers where you're at now or you want to be, where your goals and really um, pick their brains on on how they achieved their successes throughout their careers and maybe mistakes along the way and learning moments. Um, and really, you know, I think it's such a, a welcoming environment for that, that there's so many mentors that emerge from those friendships and from those conversations and to really put the time and effort to keep those people um, in your life and make time for coffee and make time for, um, you know, outside of your work, which I think can be tough, especially when you're very driven for, you know, the entrepreneurial experience that you can get lost in the day-to-day shuffle and you find yourself in your own bubble so yeah i think really reaching out in your network and and putting yourself out there you know and i think that can be sometimes hard because especially now uh, with a lot of working from home and things like that to make those in-person uh conversations work and at the same time, it's actually easier in a lot because you can join a lot of virtual seminars and workshops and meet people in LA or in New York that maybe you wouldn't have seen on your on your normal routes in Chicago or what whatnot so yeah that would be my advice
0: amazing well thank you laura for your time and as mentioned make sure to check out studio three the groundbreaking boutique fitness facility with three boutique disciplines under one roof interval cycle and yoga looking to hear more what's happening in the health and sports industry subscribe to this podcast and we'll catch you next time on the trip